Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back to episode 79 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty, the host of this wonderful show. Uh, I have a special episode coming for you guys today. It's almost an hour long and uh, I cannot wait for you guys to be able to gobble up the uh, information that was uh, provided in today's uh, episode. But before I do that, I do want to remind you guys that today's show is brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. They're the folks that keep the, the lights on here at the Porter Media Studios. They allow me to do this each and every week, and I'm so thankful that they do. If you haven't tried them out already, click the link in the show notes. It is the one tool, the Swiss Army Knife tool that I use that helps me take my YouTube channel to the next level. So with all that being said, I do want to let you guys know if you want to get a shout out on next week's episode, go on over to iTunes, leave us a review, whether it be positive or negative. We're always trying to improve the show, and I'll give you a shout out on next week's episode. Now, a little bit about this week's episode. So I was asked to come on another podcast. The name of the podcast was called Blog Authentic. Um, two uh, very, very amazing ladies. Um, one of them's name is Claire and the other's name is Kirby. Uh, they host a show called Blog Authentic or Blog Authentic Radio. I'm not quite sure what they call the podcast, but it's blogauthentic.com. Uh, and it's a, a wonderful show about blogging and money. And they wanted to talk with someone about the YouTube space and about making money on YouTube. Now, we cover a, a plethora of information. So I thought it would be cool to uh, basically put the interview up on this feed and let you guys take a listen uh, to me being interviewed. So every week I interview someone else. But this week, I'm being interviewed, and I actually spill some beans on some stuff, like as far as like making money on YouTube. I talk about some really behind-the-scenes stuff about podcasting, about YouTubing, about making money, doing the whole thing. If that's something that interests you, if you're looking to get into this, stick around. And even if you're not, there's just some really good YouTube tips and pointers in this podcast and some really, really actionable stuff that you guys can take and create and make your YouTube channel better. So thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you're a longtime listener, if you're a new listener, welcome. We're so glad to have you here. Hit that subscribe button. That way, every single week when we go live every Wednesday, you can be notified. All right, guys, I'm going to jump into that interview. Oh, 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 before I even do that, that's crazy, right? Before I even jump into the interview, I do want to let you guys know a couple of things. The obviously the audio connection or you know between us uh, was as good as it could be, but there may be some hiccups in the audio, so forgive that. Uh, just for this one episode again, uh, I'm getting the audio from them as well, so I'm trying to tweak that the best I can. But I promise you, it's not going to be a- annoying to where you're like, oh, I can't listen to this. It's actually decent quality for the type of, of recording that we did. So uh, listen to this interview. I promise you will not regret it, and I will see you guys next week. Hello, and a very big um, blog authentic welcome to episode five of our podcast, um, all about blogging and money. And we would like to welcome Dusty Porter, who is presents the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, as well as being from YouTube Buddy. And we're going to talk about well, we're going to talk about blogging, we're going to talk about money, but we're also going to talk a little bit about YouTube because I think that's something that is on everyone's lips at the moment. Welcome, Dusty. Thank you guys so much, uh, Claire, Kirby, you guys. Um, I've actually, a couple of weeks ago, listened to uh, the, the I think it was the first or second episode of the podcast. You guys do a great job, and I'm just stoked to be here today to talk about YouTube and TubeBuddy and uh, all that fun stuff. 
Oh, so you they, we're not we're not going to surprise you then. We're used to catching our our guests off guard, Dusty. You, you're one step ahead of us on this. So if you've listened before, then you know what our first question is going to be. Well, first of all, let's get you to talk a little bit about introduce yourself. Can you tell our listeners about the podcast that you have? This is the second time that we've had a fellow podcast host on, which is always exciting for us to to support one another in the in the world of podcasting. But if you could tell everybody a little bit about uh, what your roles are, how you got to where you are, and then after we get that out of the way, we have this one question. I'll give you a little time to think about it while you um, while you tell us about yourself. But what has your relationship with money been like uh, growing up, Dusty? All right, absolutely. Uh, the, I guess first and foremost, a little bit about me, and I'll keep this brief because I definitely want to. I know you guys want to get to the meat of uh, of kind of what we want to talk about today. But as far as myself, again, like you guys mentioned, my name is Dusty. Uh, I am the host and creator and producer and all of the above. You guys know how podcasting works. You put, you wear a lot of hats when it comes to a podcast, but uh, it's uh, it's a wonderful world to be in. But I host the YouTube Creators Hub podcast every week, um, every single Wednesday. I release a new episode uh, and I interview creators, uh, YouTube content creators, and I talk with them about their strategies and their journey on YouTube. Um, and it's been really interesting, honestly, guys, to see how this has progressed from when I released my first episode. I honestly didn't know if there was a market for this or if there was even going to be an audience for this type of podcast, but the show has just grown so much, and people are really eating up the content that I'm producing over on that show. And then the other show that I do is called Two Buddy Express. It's more of an informational show, uh, about a 10- to 12-minute episode every Friday, and it's more of an actionable podcast where I talk about tips or strategies in regards to YouTube, and that's all done through the uh, company, which is TubeBuddy, uh, and I actually work for them. I'm on their marketing and creative team, uh, and so uh, you know that's basically the, the gist of what I do, and I also have a YouTube channel called Technology Guru, uh, where I've got about 180,000 subscribers over there now, and I do uh, tons of uh, videos each month about technology and software reviews and tutorials and all of that good stuff, so uh, that's a, a brief synopsis of kind of what I got going on, and that's just uh, the tip of the iceberg. Cool. Thank you for that introduction. You are a busy man. Yes, absolutely. That's uh, that. I guess as entrepreneurs, as people who uh, work for ourselves, it's important for us to have our hands in a lot of different pots. I guess you could say. Do you I know how many that many channels like that many you know it is a lot of work to put together a podcast the amount of hours that go behind the editing and the amount of hours even with YouTube and video it's it's incredible the amount of energy and time it takes to create something that's so short and so polished so my hats off to you for creating so much and being involved in so many various projects yeah, absolutely. And I, I do have to say before I get too far into this, that as this thing has progressed and as more money has, has come in, uh, I, I have been able to to hire uh, some some part-time people, not that work work for me directly, but they do some freelance work for me, whether it be if I need someone to edit the podcast one week or I need someone to go and do the captions for a YouTube video or do the blog post you know, in, in regards to a specific podcast episode. I try to uh, build up a team of people who are better at things that I'm really bad at. And I think that's uh, one of the points as a creator that you have to do as a YouTuber and a podcaster is you need to surround yourself who with people who are better at the things that are your weaknesses. And I think that's extremely important. Touche. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we can agree more. I almost said touche there. I don't know how that would have fit into it. Touche. Oh, <laughs> Back at you. No. <laughs> um, I definitely think that we, we, 
that's definitely something that we've done while we've been building our community is trying to um, have a set of allies and you know peers that we can rely on on those sorts of things when the time comes so yeah it's very sound advice so bringing it back to the first question to kind of guide us into the conversation about money because this podcast is all about money and creating and how the two come together in a entrepreneur's life what is your relationship with many been like over the years dusty specifically when it comes to being a creative entrepreneur yeah, and that's an interesting question, and, and when I heard you guys open with that or something similar to that in the show that I listened to, I began to think, you know, when that question is asked to me, like, what, where do I even begin? You know, growing up, I was very blessed to have a family that, you know, they, they, they were in by no means rich, but they definitely had, we had anything we wanted as far as like, you know, we didn't go and buy elaborate things or we didn't have, you know, super nice cars or houses or things like that, but we always had everything that we needed as far as, you know, all of the essentials. And if we wanted to go on a trip or on a vacation, we would take it. And, uh, you know, my, my, my parents were so supportive and, uh, in everything that I did, whether it be, uh, YouTube or creative, uh, outlets, you know, at that time in my life. So as far as growing up, uh, money was never a thing that, you know, I, I, I lacked as far as, you know, the essentials in life, but I definitely was taught the value of a dollar. Uh, my parents definitely required me to either play a sport in growing up or either to get a job. And I'm very, very glad that they did that. And I definitely started working at an early age and my mom and my dad both ran their own business and they were entrepreneurs. And so I kind of got the bug at an early age. And then once I started getting into the creative side of things, you know, specifically over on YouTube and, and doing some things like that, I really got the itch to, you know, to really see where I could take it. And then once I realized that, oh, you can make money from doing YouTube videos, not just with the Google AdSense program, but with affiliate marketing, um, with merchandise, with promoted and, and sponsored videos and different things like that. And then I, I learned about podcasting and blogging and creating web websites. And, you know, all of it to me was just so intriguing and interesting. And I realized that, you know what, I really wanted to take this to the next level and to figure out if I really could make a go at doing this thing full time. And then as the YouTube thing progressed, kind of like a snowball rolling down a hill, it continued to get bigger and bigger. And I begin to add different elements and I begin getting into voiceovers and I begin getting into videography. And that's the beauty of, of YouTube. Uh, and I, I know you guys know this and your, your bloggers that are, are trying to break into the YouTube space, they know this as well. With YouTube, the beauty of it is that, as with blogging as well, is that it's always working for you. You know, the, the hundreds of videos that I have on my YouTube channel, like right now while we're recording this podcast, those videos are getting viewed all around the world, and that could be a potential client or a potential customer. And that's kind of where I would start when it comes to associating the, the money side of things and creativity and creation. You have to, I guess in ending this point, you have to get into creating. You have to be a creator before you can think about the money. If you think about the money first and then start creating, I really think that your creativity and the things that you're going to make as a creator are maybe not fail, but they're not going to be as good as they possibly can be because what I want in a creator and people that I work with are people who are passionate about what they do and people who are into creating regardless of if they get a dollar or not. You know, obviously we all want to support ourselves and provide for our families, but at the end of the day, we are creators. We are people who think outside of the box, or most of us do, right? So with that being said, you need to have a passion for it first, and then the money will follow. 
this that is an age old um question in blogging i've been going to blogging conferences for years now and authenticity and niche is the other one that they are the things that continue to come up and so many people who have been successful at things like blogging or even youtubing say the same thing as you just do they say the passion has got to come first the content um because that will shine through the money will follow later um it's really sound advice and uh it's really good to hear you say it <laughs> I think also as the market becomes more and more um, concentrated, and we've certainly seen this with um, with the blogging over the years that, you know, I started blogging in 2009, way back when, when Tumblr, like, you got started. I was like one of the, I literally think I was one of like the first thousand people that were on the platform um, to what it is today, where it's very common. You can meet anybody on the street and it's like, oh yeah, I've got a blog, you know, just like, oh yeah, I've got a social security card <laughs> you know it's become such a normal thing and as the the market has become so over concentrated i think it's easier to tell who are the people that are authentic and out there and want to be creators and who are the people that are trying to follow the trend and really look at people that have been invested for many many years and have made successful careers and think that they if they just start a blog they can become that overnight you can really tell the difference i think now because of the um the mass and the capacity that the industry has gotten to in the past five years i wonder dusty would you be able to give our, our listeners um a sense of how the audience built up because i think where some of our listeners are at is they might get a little bit um um sort of disappointed with you know they put something out there that they think is going to be great and then it's not got as many views and then you know i mean how from your experience what was the journey like was it always three steps forward up and up and up or was it three steps forward two steps back and you know right and and that's such an interesting question as well and i get that all of the time on all of my shows i get emails and messages and twitter dms and whatever it may be and they say well i'm not growing i'm not doing this i'm not doing that and i think to follow up my le- my last answer it's funny that you asked that question followed up from the previous question it's not going to be one of those things to where, for the most part, now there's that 1% to 5% out there where it may be an overnight success, but literally on my podcast, I released 20 episodes that didn't reach anyone. I mean, like, uh, now they have because people have gone back and they listen to them and they're great quality, but you have to understand that you may be creating and uploading videos for at least 9 months, 12 months, maybe even beyond that, a year and a half. Uh, one of the people that, that I listen to and I consume a lot of their content, his name is Gary Vaynerchuk, and I'm sure you guys know uh, that name in, in the blogging space, but uh, yeah. one of his key ma- mantras that he says all of the time is that the, the problem with entrepreneurs today is that they're not patient enough. And I think as YouTubers, as bloggers, if we ever want to get to a point to where we can make a difference and our voice be heard, we have to be patient. So with me and my channel and the podcast, it's it's worked the same way. The podcast was a little different because I could bring some, some, some viewers from my YouTube channel. So if you have a previous audience base from a different place that does help you boost it in the beginning but for the most part it's one of those things to where you're having to grind day in and day out every week every month and be consistent with your content because if you're not how are you ever expecting to grow and to to garner an audience when you're releasing an episode here or there or a video every uh, couple of months you know you're never going to get anywhere your content may be great your quality may be phenomenal but at the end of the day if you're not consistently creating content for a long amount of time 
time, you're probably never going to be successful. And and the sad thing is, is that most people quit or most people stop creating content right before they could possibly, uh, you know, hit the ground running and really start succeeding. I I see a lot of YouTubers and, and bloggers and podcasters who will do a bunch of shows or a bunch of videos or a bunch of blog posts. And then right before it looks like they're going to take off, they just stop, you know, because they're not getting that immediate gratification. And I think that's the problem is that we all want immediate gratification. We want to see something now. We want to see success now. But the thing is, the people that you're listening to and consuming their content now who you think are just the greatest people out there, the best creators, those people were patient as well. That is such a good point. And I think this is a really good roll into what I'm really excited to talk about right now is YouTube Buddy. So can you give a breakdown, Dusty, for our audience? I am familiar, so I use YouTube Buddy. I started, my family and I started a YouTube channel about two years ago. Um, about a year in, we started really starting to pick up some steam uh, with our views, and it was just growing consistently every day. Um, I remember I was really excited to hit 100 subscribers, and that was like a really big deal in our world. And then someone had actually recommended YouTube Buddy for me, and when I started using that, within a month, our channel just it just skyrocketed and it really hasn't stopped picking up steam since and i really really do believe that youtube buddy really helped us get to the point that we are today helping us optimize and just kind of build and really know what to do so can you give a breakdown of exactly what youtube buddy is and um, where it came from and maybe a little history because i'm really interested in that and on the tech side of things uh dusty Sure. So TubeBuddy is, um, and I have to say this before you know, I, I say anything about them. They are a sponsor. I do work for them uh, as far as on their marketing and creative team, and I do live streams for them every month. So I do want to say that. I think it's very important that I say that. So take it, take what I'm about to say with that in mind. So here's here's the way it works with TubeBuddy. People ask me all the time, uh, Claire and Kirby, they say, well, Dusty, what is the tool that you use that you would recommend to any YouTuber, whether they're small YouTubers, medium-sized YouTubers, or, you know, YouTubers that have millions of subscribers? And before I was even, you know, had a working relationship with TubeBuddy, I always told people, when I, as soon as I found out about TubeBuddy, definitely try out TubeBuddy. And if you don't know what it is, it is a free browser plugin that you can pay to upgrade to the paid version if you want, but... There's just so many, I guess, and and you can speak on this too, uh, Kirby, because you've been using it, and Claire, I don't know how much experience you have with it as well, but it's just a tool that makes your life easier. So, so you know, it's it's not one of those things to where it's like it's it's flashy or uh, you know it can do uh, you know a ton of different humongous things, but there are hundreds of little bitty minute things that TubeBuddy can do that can take your YouTube channel uh, to the next level. So for example, it's got an automatic upload button to Facebook. So every time I upload a video to YouTube, I hit the little TubeBuddy button that automatically brings up a new page that says, okay, do you want to include the thumbnail on Facebook? Do you want to use the same description? Yada, yada, yada. And the next thing you know, within about 30 seconds, my YouTube video is now uploaded to my Facebook account. Now that's just one of many things. It also has something called the bulk editor. So with the bulk editor, I'm able to go in, and a lot of times as creators, we have affiliate links when we are provided by different companies. So for example, TubeBuddy, I have an affiliate link for them. When someone signs up for TubeBuddy under my link, I get a little kickback or a little money from that purchase. Um, And again, it's very generous uh, over on the TubeBuddy side. So uh, let's say that link changes, and I have uh, a link in my descriptions of hundreds of my videos, you know, now 700 videos on my channel. 
that would be a very tedious and time-consuming task to go back to all of those videos and change that link. But TubeBuddy has a bulk editor section where it can find specific links and text and words and it will replace them automatically throughout your whole suite of videos. That just saved me hours of time and it really insinuates, or not insinuates, it really incentivizes me to go and not worry about having to go and put new links on all my older videos because I, I'm not worried about that because the time that used to take has been absolutely cut, you know, twofold. So TubeBuddy just has so many different features like that. And as far as how I got involved with them, I asked them to be a sponsor on my sh my show. I just sent out a cold email, and those people listening to my show now and hearing this on the feed will know that you know it was a, a relationship that was built over time. But I sent that email, and Phil, the one of the uh, the co-founders and CEO of TubeBuddy, who is an awesome guy by the way, I've interviewed him on this show and on my other podcast. But uh, he said, "Yeah, I'd love to." And they've been a, a part of of my podcast for over a year now, and they've sponsored that show and and they've added me to their team. And uh, TubeBuddy, again, I can't say any, any, any more good things about that product. And I would recommend any of your audience wanting to take their YouTube channel to the next level to definitely give it, give it a look. I love the list features because you know there is so much when we're producing content between my family's YouTube channel and our blogs for the company here with Blog Authentic and the podcast with Blog Authentic and you know our monthly mailers with both of those projects that we work on. There's just so many little tiny things that every single piece of content that you're putting out needs to have support on. And specifically with YouTube, because you really are just at the mercy of the algorithm, it, if you miss some one of those little steps when you're releasing a video, it can actually be quite detrimental to um, the exposure that you can get for some really good content. So I love the list feature that I can go in and just check off each little to do when I'm releasing a new video. And it also, you know, it has just little reminders on there of, oh, hey, don't forget to put your keywords from, you know, from the title of the video in the first sentence on the description. Like little tiny things that if you're on a rush or you're just, just might forget doing it, YouTube Buddy makes sure that I don't get forgetful and that each video gets the maximum amount of attention and kind of activity around it that I possibly can. So Man, that is huge, though. Yeah, that's huge. Like the lists are so important, right? Like it, it's it's you wouldn't think it would make a difference, but like what you said, Kirby, when you're going through and uploading a video, like one of those little things, like forgetting your metadata or forgetting your keywords or forgetting to put certain things in your title or trying to A B test a thumbnail, like those things are just so important, and you wouldn't think that they would be, but they're so crucial. Yeah, I also um, really love the tagging and the recommended tags. That feature, I think, has been one of the reasons that my channel has been so successful um, because the, the platform actually will analyze and recommend the appropriate uh, tags, so the metadata that you're tagging onto the actual video, which is huge because you have 500 characters there. And if you were just to sit, I don't know, if I was just to sit there and try to come up with 500 characters worth of tags, I'd be sitting there for ages. And this just makes it so easy. It analyzes our competitors. It analyzes the, the past videos that we've done, and it just kind of puts the best order. And it actually rates them too, which is really cool. And um, oh, and the comparison side of it, to be able to go onto your competitors' uh, pages and look and and see the stats and kind of see what's working for them, what's not, so then you can analyze what's working for your channel. There's just, there's so much this platform offers that it's just, I, I went down the rabbit hole when I discovered it. I still go down the rabbit hole occasionally. <laughs> Sounds a bit dangerous for me. It is. It is. If you were to get into YouTubing Claire further. So Claire does have a YouTube and she actually has some really impressive numbers on it, but it's because she did, um, 
reviews. So like no, mummy no. book. I'm an things. accidental YouTuber. I was I was um ex that's what I call it, an accidental YouTuber because I um it was before Facebook I was on YouTube before Facebook had the functionality and to do video and all you know and all this live video and stuff like that. So, you know, YouTube and also um with YouTube you can embed so it was a great way of putting content up there and then having it, it as embeddable on other sources so that's how I did and I did some reviews yeah and I did some reviews of some choice products buggies and um you know some of those have got accidental brilliant number of views but um this nine to twelve month process that you spoke about always kind of put me off a little bit um because you know um when you look at YouTube you think it, it is a bit overwhelming, all the things that you've just spoken about. So it sounds like TubeBuddy would take away that overwhelm. It definitely, again, I don't want people to think that, and I say this on my show too, There, there is no substitute for hard work, right? So like when you're a blogger or a YouTuber or a podcaster, it's one of those things to where it's like, I can't give you, people want me to give them the magic sauce of, hey, if you do this, you will be successful. Honestly, there's no substitute for hard work and TubeBuddy cannot um, make your channel successful. You have to put in the hard work, but the tool that is TubeBuddy that can go in tandem with the hard work and the effort and the dedication and consistency that's required to be a successful YouTuber, I'm telling you guys, it's the tool that I would highly recommend if your audience has not tried it out yet, for sure. It sounds like it could be your YouTube personal personal assistant. I mean, from what you two have explained, it's like a YouTube PA. You've still got to put in the content and have the passion and everything and the direction of your channel and where you want to take it. But the TubeBuddy helps you to just bring it all together and remind you and focus some of the little more technical points is am i right i think you're 100 right yes yeah that is a great description of it and i'm sure that there are so many things that i haven't even dove into the platform yet and i do want to put out there blog authentic my my channel sailing soon neither of us are sponsored by youtube buddy we don't have any like affiliate any relationship at this point whatsoever this is pure like organic just fangirling happening happening over here so, <laughs> so Justin, you're saying that you're sponsored but hey i on this side we're not we're not so <laughs> there's some some uh truth clear clear truth behind this because there's no uh, alter alter incent al alternative incentive for us to be uh praising the platform so much but moving on a little bit i want to know so you've been how many years have you been on youtube so far dusty so it's an interesting story, and just to make it brief, because I, I don't think that needs to be a, a, a main part of this episode, but I've, I've been on YouTube for about seven, uh, almost eight years now, but the first three to four years of that, I wasn't taking it seriously. When I uploaded my first video to my, my YouTube channel, the Technology Guru YouTube channel, it was basically I recorded a video, and there was someone who needed help uh, locally with uh, InDesign, which is a piece of software that I, I was very, uh, I guess you would say, trained with, and I, I did some, some freelance work uh, doing programs 
programs and whatnot around my local uh, area here in my town. But um, I did a video explaining how to use it and I uploaded it to YouTube and just forgot about it, to be honest with you. I didn't have any branding or anything, you know, to make my channel look nice. And I got an email from YouTube about eight months later saying, hey, your, your video has over 100,000 views. Would you like to monetize? <laughs> and, you know, so that was that was the email that I got. And I was around, I was about, I think at that time I was, you know, just in college, you know, I mean, I was a very, very young. And uh, so it was one of those things to where number one at the time, I didn't even understand what monetization was, but I knew it meant money and, and I knew I needed some uh, and I thought it would be fun to do. Uh, so I dug deeper into it. And so I began to realize that that one video was getting about a thousand views per day, which at the time was very, you know, pretty high. And so what I, what I did was I accepted the, the request to monetize and I began making about, you know, 50 cents or a dollar and 30 cents per day. And that as a young person, not doing anything, you know, having the video uploaded for a year now, that excited the heck out of me. And I was like, wait a minute, there's something here. So I took the formula of quality content and I began producing more and more tutorials. And, you know, next thing you know, eight, eight or nine years down the road, you know, hundreds of videos later, you know, now I'm getting 70, 80, 90,000 views per day. And all of these videos are, are, are helping people. And that's one of the things that I want to do on my channel is help people get from point A to point B. And so now I've used YouTube as basically a, uh, a jumping or a spring platform to, to really uh, launch my business and career as a creative professional. You know, someone else who has the same exact story of they were helping somebody locally, they threw a video up, and then it just went from there from that for them is, uh, do you know, a Sunny Lynn, I'm going to pronounce her last name wrong, Sunny Lynn Daruzi? Sunny Lynn Daruzi? She is, yes, yes. yeah, she's, uh, she also does, you know, she does supportive videos on telling people how to use YouTube and, um, is a creative entrepreneur also, and just advocates for that kind of, for that kind of lifestyle. Um, I can't remember what other podcast, I just heard an interview with her on, on another, uh, friend's podcast and she had the same exact thing happen to her where she had a video and she was talking about how she was kind of embarrassed because she just put this thing up, you know, no makeup on again, no branding, just, just for a client to help, help a local client slash friend to figure out how to do something. And next thing she knew, it had hundreds of thousands of views. And you know, it's, it's kind of embarrassing because like I go back and like I listen and, and watch those first videos and I sound absolutely horrible. I sound, I sound so <laughs> miserable. I sound, I sound like I'm not happy. And, you know, since then, you know, I've had training at, at a local trade school and I've done a lot of training and presentation. I've done a lot of training. And, and, and again, once you do stuff for, uh, you know, a, a, I think they say the, the, you know, once you do 10,000 hours of something, you're, you're an expert or whatever it may be. But once you do something for so long, you just obviously you get better because you're doing it more. But uh, there are times when I wish I could go back and remove a lot of those older videos because it's kind of embarrassing to go back and, and hear like, oh my gosh, did I I really sound like that? Did I really uh, put something out? You know, because I didn't think anybody would watch it, to be honest with you guys. Uh, and so, yeah, there are some times when I'm a little bit embarrassed, but it is funny that sometimes the people who uh, who get started, it's funny that the, the origin stories of, of certain creators are just, that's one of the things I love about my show is being able to, uh, to hear the, the stories from uh, different creators. That's awesome. So we mostly work with, well, we do have a handful of YouTubers in our community, uh, 
professional YouTubers where they would consider themselves first and foremost uh, video content creators versus writing blogs. Uh, like I said earlier in the episode, a lot of our communities, specifically within the moms area, they're trying to shift into YouTube and they're starting to see how the how the platform can benefit their work and add, you know, some some depth to the, the things that they're creating for their clients and the brands that they're working with. How are some ways that you would recommend that they can migrate their audience across? Because we see, I, I've personally seen within some of our community, some of our biggest bloggers that are getting the, you know, decent, decent traffic to their websites, they're, that's not translating over into YouTube views for them. Do you have any kind of advice or opinions on that, Dusty? So I have a couple of thoughts. One would be uh, being able to understand that it's okay to repurpose content. Um, and what I mean by that is this. A lot of times bloggers think that they have to do YouTube videos that are separate from blog posts, which is not true at all. So like if I was a blogger today and I do some blogging and I do some 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 writing, it's not something that's not one of my strong suits, to be honest with you. I'd rather be in front of a camera or uh, behind a microphone. That's kind of where I uh, see myself uh, as far as my strengths and weaknesses. But if I was blogging today, what I would do is I would look back after a month's time and I would say, OK, here are my two most popular blog posts for this month. And I would basically just do a video, basically recapping and saying the same thing I did in the blog post. I would go ahead and embed that video in that blog post, kind of go ahead and get some more link juice uh, you know, from YouTube and from the blog itself. And what I would do is I would go ahead and use the keywords that made that blog successful. I would use those in the title, description, and tags of a YouTube video. And I would go over to places like Reddit or different forums that are related to that video or the things that I'm blogging about. And I would go ahead and spout my stuff out there. But you have to understand as a creator and as a blogger, if you're wanting to grow a YouTube channel, you have to think of it like this. And this is an analogy that I came up with about a year ago. I think of it like a tree. So you have the tree and you have the roots, right? And you have the base of that tree. As the tree grows up, you begin to see uh, different branches being sprouted out from that tree or a plant, whatever you want to use to visualize this. You know, YouTube is just one of those branches. So is blogging. So is podcasting. So is different things like social media and things like that. So you have to understand that in this situation, you have to think of your business or your brand as a tree or however you want to visualize it and understand that blogging is just piece A. And then YouTube can be piece B. Because at the end of the day, if you're a business, right, you're creating this content to get to the end user, the person who is going to purchase your product from your blog, or someone who's going to purchase your service that's behind a paywall, whatever it may be, right? So you have to understand that that's kind of your end goal. So what can you do to get there? And I have a lot of questions people asking me who are bloggers. They're like, well, how do I get people back to my blog from YouTube? Oh my gosh, it's so easy now. YouTube makes it so, so easy uh, with uh, things called YouTube cards. They used to be called YouTube annotations. You can link directly from your YouTube video, okay, to your blog, which is a, beauty, a beautiful thing. So what you can do is you can take a YouTube video about a blog post or about something of that nature, have the card come up, and it can be clicked on not only desktop, but it can also be clicked through over on your mobile devices, which is where the, you know 70 to 80% of our viewership's coming from, and that number's only going to increase. So again, that's point one I would give to bloggers. And then point two is to stop looking at it like a blog. 
because a YouTube channel, yeah, is similar, but it's not a blog, okay? So what people have to understand that is if you have a website or a blog, it's a little different and you've got to do things a little differently. Bloggers come into YouTube and what I've found with some people that I've consulted with is this, is that they're so used to being behind a keyboard and they have that comfort and security of being behind a keyboard uh, and uploading photos and different things like that. But as soon as you put them in front of a camera, they freeze up. So what happens is, and this is funny, and you can go and and do the research and look at people who are coming from the blogosphere to the YouTube universe, they're not the same person. So like their confidence and their things that are on their blog that makes them who they are and makes their blog successful, they don't bring that over to YouTube, which is unfortunate, right? Because the strengths that makes them a great blogger could make them a great YouTuber as well. Oh, this but is you so can't, true. You, you know, you, you can't be afraid, you know, and you, you guys are talking about like the blogging moms who are out there who are trying to do homeschool stuff or trying to do things like that. I've interviewed a lot of them and I've talked to a lot of them and you would be amazed that the, the, the women who you think have these strong personalities by reading their blogs, you get them uh, behind a microphone and they, they, they give you these two to three word answers and they begin to shy away from, from the, you know, getting their voice out there. And if you're going to be a YouTuber, if you're going to be a podcaster, you have to be able to run your mouth and you have to be able to do it confidently. And a lot of times about stuff that you're not too sure about. Well, maybe I was meant to be uh, not a blogger in this whole entire time then, because I can definitely run my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my wife wife tells me that I'm really good at that as well, so. (laughs) It's taking us us five episodes now, and this is, you know, that's only, that's what's released at this point, but it's taken many podcast recordings at this point, Claire, to not just talk and run you over huh i'm trying to get a word in again but you know it's fine i'm a cool calm collective brit (laughs) i just put i do do have um a devil's advocate question though around i mean i think i think many of our audience would absolutely love to add the youtube string to their bow as you've explained that it's a you know and i and i have a client i I also do social media for client and i have a client that where i said you know you don't have to talk about something different in in your videos than you know you're written um i have a client who's an amazing um blogger very passionate about her topic um and you know she did actually go um on facebook sorry Uh, but she, you know, she did a Facebook live to talk about a little bit more the, you know, the topic that she was, um, she put across in her, in her blog. And it was difficult. I could tell when I was watching the video, but she's so passionate. Eventually she warmed up. But I think the, the, I think the challenge for many bloggers is, is more the whole, um, (sighs) It can be quite daunting, the YouTube world, because a lot of bloggers are so good at editing, lighting, all these things. And when you've got something passionate to talk about and something good to say, but then you take all the footage and think, I'm going to make this into a a video blog. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then you get home, you're like, I've got to edit this. And editing can be real. I mean, that that is commitment. Um, I have to say, I think it is commitment um versus maybe you know an instagram story or an instagram or a a, even a written blog you know for for people who are used to writing that might be a commitment so i mean what i'm trying to get at are, are there things that um you know how how can people get into good routines when they take video footage to get it into 
a, you know, a reasonable YouTube blog? And do they have to be as beautiful as some of these, you know, some of the blogs that are out there? It, I mean, it can be quite daunting looking at some of these channels. They're amazing. Yeah, and that's a great question, uh, Claire, really, uh, and a question that I get a lot of, of people asking me. And the answer a lot of times is not what people want to hear, but it's it's kind of a balance of both, right? So, you know, if you're coming from a different place, like a, the, the blogosphere, wherever you're coming from, you know, it can be daunting to think about, well, my videos will never look like that, or they'll never be produced to that high of a quality. So I've got a couple of things that I would say to those people. Number one, you it, it's a lot easier to, to, to improve upon something than it is to start something. So you need to get out there, start uploading videos, and you will get better. Just it harkens back to what I just talked about. My older videos were utter poop to, for, for lack of better terminology, right? They were just really bad. Um, so at the end of the day, you are always going to be able to improve upon that. So go ahead and start, go ahead and start getting a systematic uh, theme down as far as, you know, what do I do to get from, you know, creation thought process all the way to production to post-production to where I can go and start talking about the video and promoting it and really getting into a rhythm as a creator is so important. And what I find interesting about this is that you guys are asking from the, the side of, of people who are bloggers and people who are doing websites and things like that. It's interesting to me that these people have difficulty getting into a rhythm or a routine because they already have that, but it's, it's with the, the blog, right? So they, they already have a, a system to have a blog post that's going to be successful. They already have to put the work in to do that. So it's, you know, you have to translate that into the, the video world. And I tell people this all the time, and this is for anybody out there looking to get into video. It has never been cheaper or easier and the barrier has never been as low as it is now to get into video you can get a microphone that sounds like a professional studio if you have a decently quiet room to record in for as little as 50 60 70 80 bucks right you can get a decent point-and-shoot video camera for you know 100 bucks and, and you know so I mean again this may be a couple of, of months or whatever to, to save up a few hundred dollars to to get this the equipment needed to, to get into it but it's so easy now to do it and YouTube makes it so easy to upload and you know you have things like live streaming and things like that that are coming up down the, the road that are going to be extremely important and crucial to to videographers and people who are in this space as well so when it comes to your question uh, in particular I think it's just important for people to start first see where they're at see where they can get into a rhythm and then go from that point awesome that's brilliant thank you now, yeah bringing it back to the theme of the podcast so you've been you've been youtubing for about eight years now about four of those you've been taking it really really serious I was really curious because of how long you've been on YouTube. You have seen YouTube go through so many changes. You have seen both the monetization, the algorithms. You you have lived it all, and it seems like you've earned from it all. So can you give our audiences, just an audience, a bit of perspective on what that that side of the business is? Um, a lot of times I, I'm seeing people have a misconception that with YouTube, they think, oh, you get all of these views, and then suddenly YouTube is just pumping you full of money, which is not how it works. And there's a lot of, diver I think diversifying your income is the only real way to make a sustainable and long-term income. Just as when you're blogging, you need to diversify. You can't just have one way to make money. Um, can you talk a little bit about the changes that you've seen over the years, Dusty, and how, yeah, how does it work, money and YouTube? 
so yeah, like what you just said about, you know, getting a bunch of views and YouTube pumping you money. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Um, and <laughs> well, so that that's yourself. definitely, <laughs> yeah. And see, that is such a misconception. And you're right. People ask me that all the time. They're like, oh man, you must be rolling in dough like Scrooge McDuck. That's not how it works. No, that's not, you know, it doesn't work that way. So when it comes to YouTube and monetization, number one, the AdSense program has gone through a huge change. Uh, people people were spending more on ad dollars years ago than they are now. Um, obviously, uh, not that they were spending more. I think uh, as far as total wise, they're probably spending more now. But you you know you might have got a better split back then. But you know being on YouTube as long as I have I have been on YouTube and, and taking it seriously now for almost half a decade, it's one of those things to where you have to be willing to pivot. You have to be willing to. I think of that episode of Friends. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that show where uh, Ross is walking up the stairs and they're trying to carry that couch up and he's like pivot you know he's like that and that's how that's how it is with YouTube like tons of of different you know every other month it seems like or every quarter YouTube's coming up with something different and you've got to go pivot you know you got to change what you're doing and you kind of got to you know and and understand that if you're not going to evolve with the times if you're not going to evolve with YouTube then you're going to be left behind Uh, and that's so important to understand and and, and to kind of turn that into the, the topic of talking about monetization and YouTube you really have to work. Um, and, you know, at the beginning of this episode, you guys were kind of giving me a hard time about, you know, being really busy. You know, it takes that as a YouTube creator. If you're going to make ends meet, if you're going to want to pay bills and do this full time, you can't just say, oh, I'm successful on YouTube. I'm going to get paid a ton of money from AdSense. Yes, AdSense is a blessing. AdSense is awesome. I'm so thankful for Google and YouTube that they provide that to us. That is a great help. That that, that definitely helps me. And I've made a, a decent living from that for the past few years. But you have to be able to branch outside of that and start to understand affiliate marketing and start to understand sponsored videos and start to understand merchandise and start to understand the different ways that you can bring in income for yourself, whether it be uh, writing a book or writing an ebook or uh, creating an online course or creating products that are related to your videos. You've really got to be able to evolve. You've really got to be able to pick yourself up and change directions at a moment's notice to be able to be successful on YouTube. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. It's just like uh, in business and things, a lot of people get set in their ways and they never want to, to veer off from what they're doing. Uh, personally, me, I love change. I love when things happen. I love swerving. I love going back and forth because you know what? It keeps things interesting for me. It keeps it new and fresh. But yeah, that's kind of my, my what would be my take on kind of YouTube the past five or six years. Awesome. Awesome. I found with our channel, at least, we, I mean, AdSense is great. Like It's wonderful. Like you're saying, it's wonderful. It's there. But we've been just monetizing on the sponsorship side. That is the straight up, like, been the easiest. And also, it's it's fun. I mean, we're kind of spoiled because we're working with some really great sponsors and some with some really wonderful brands that we already organically use. And they've, I mean, some of our sponsors that we have at this point on our channel, their products have appeared in our videos just because we love them already. <laughs> and then they come on board and pay us to do to do that work. And it's very similar to um, getting blog sponsors, I've found over the years. It's a, it's a, the same kind of thing. It's a, hey, we have this audience, this niche audience that matches your brand in a very special way. Can we, how can we work together? So how do you, how would your split, would you say, Dusty, when it comes to your earnings, how, how, what, which side is heavier? Um, Do you, how do you go into strongly into the sponsorships? What do you, which area um, of your tree 
is the most profitable for you? And how mm. many, how often does that change? Is it a shifting thing mm. depending upon the time mm. of the year? Is it, you know, is it a consistent? Yeah. What is mm. your tree like? So it has changed and it changes very frequently because it's funny, you know, like if I, if I produce a course and I had a premium course for like different pieces of software, if I release that, then that month it may be, uh, you know, course sales are going to be the, the largest part of the pie. Um, I also do voiceover work. Um, a lot of months I'm very busy. Uh, that all stems from my YouTube channel. So a lot of months the voiceover work's coming in so hot and heavy, uh, like last month. I mean, I was super busy doing voiceover work. It seemed like every day there was a new email coming in about a new audition or a new job coming in, and, and it would be something that uh, would, be, would be very beneficial. And uh, again, it, it speaks upon uh, taking what you can get and really capitalizing on the things that are going to be successful. So last month, I really had to slack off on the YouTube video production because of how busy I was in other areas of my business. And you know what? That's okay. I have to provide for my family at the end of the day, and that's kind of how it works. Now, one thing that will always stay consistent is my podcasting. I think it's very important to stay consistent uh, every Wednesday to upload an episode. So I'm very, very, you know, I guess I'm very adamant about doing that. Um, but, you know, in the beginning stages of my career as an entrepreneur, you know, AdSense from YouTube was probably the biggest part of that pie. And then a lot of things started to get shaky with the AdSense program. And I began to realize that I did not want all of my eggs in that basket because at any moment, YouTube could take that from me and all of that income is gone. So yes, I'm going to squeeze that lemon as long as I can and utilize it to the best of my ability. And at the end of the day, it may be differences in my income from different products or different services that I'm utilizing, but that does change at a very dramatic rate, depending upon the time of year. Uh, obviously around the holidays, the AdSense program is, you know, provides way more than say it would in January when all the ad dollars and ad money has been spent. Um, so yeah, it just varies differently in, in different times of the year. It can be different products or different services that I'm having or providing. So it sounds to me like you're saying that it, this, you know, YouTube and, you know, it, it can be a great platform to sort of demonstrate all the talents that you've got, no matter how, you know, obviously many of our bloggers have got a very core subject that they probably stick to and they're passionate about, but the way they put that across and the way that they come across, um, like you with your voiceover work, if there's an area of their blogging where they have a particular expertise or authority, you know, YouTube seems like a great platform where they can, you know, they're putting that out to the world, if I've heard you correctly. Absolutely. No, I think you're exactly right. And YouTube, YouTube can be that platform. And I had a great creator uh, come on to my show. His name is Roberto Blake. He does stuff for TubeBuddy as well. And anytime I get a chance to, to repeat what he said on my show, I do. You know, you think of every video that you do on YouTube as a business card. Uh, for your business like at all times that video is going to be working for you and all over the world and and you guys you know and people around that you would be amazed at like you know multiple times a month I get emails from like college professors saying hey I wanted to let you know that I'm utilizing your Photoshop tutorials or your you know X and Y videos in my classes and I have been for the past three semesters and it's amazing to me the reach of my videos and the uh, the ability to, to meet people and the ability to get in touch with clients and you know I never would have met Phil over at TubeBuddy I never would have met you guys and, and being able to do this podcast that we're doing right now it's just so amazing at, at the ability to meet 
meet people and the creativity that you get to have and the openness as a creator. So I would agree with that 100 percent. Oh, yeah, we I love meeting our viewers. It's something that's starting just starting to happen for us in the past few months. And it's such it's it really is like a really freaky thing to like run into people that have watched you before. It's like it's and they know so much and they know you and you're like ah and it's just it's a really special feeling and something that i feel really honored to be able to have happen to our family it's it's really cool it's really cool to see something that you've created in your own little home just like go out across the world and then have like real life people are like hey this exists and i'm here and i'm like whoa it's mind blowing it's really cool so i'm not going to let you get away dusty without um Bringing up, you know, we're talking about YouTube. The question has to come up. How do you break the algorithm? <laughs> so, again, uh, it's funny, you know, because a lot of people talk about the word algorithm and the YouTube algorithm, and they, 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 they talk about it like it's such a mysterious thing, you know, because at the end of the day, it is mysterious, and it does change, and it will change, and you have to kind of keep, keep read, uh, read up as, and read up, what is that? You got you to gotta stay very well-versed in the, uh, the YouTube algorithm, and, and again, they tweak it without telling you at times and things like that, but... Honestly, if you guys want to know the truth, the to, 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 to make it to its simplest form, if you are creating quality content and you are putting in the correct keywords and you're utilizing thumbnails and you're utilizing your uh, tags and you're doing it the right way, and again, TubeBuddy, again, can be a great help to do these kind of things, it doesn't matter how they change the algorithm. And if you're doing it the right way and you're not using copyrighted material and it is all your content you will not have a problem. There will be no issue breaking the algorithm, whether it's the penguin algorithm or the koala algorithm or whatever in the heck they want to call it next. You will be successful. It's about consistently creating quality content, utilizing all the tips and pointers you hear on my show, on your show, different people who are creating YouTube educational content. You know, the algorithm is a mysterious thing at times. And yes, I've tried to break it myself and I've done hundreds of videos that rank, you know, at the top of the search results on YouTube and Google for multiple keywords. And honestly, to be completely frank with you guys, I don't know what I did to get them there. I mean, yes, there there's a, a mishmash of stuff that you can do to improve your chances of getting there and ranking your videos higher. But at the end of the day, a lot of the algorithm, if you want to know the God's honest truth, it's really just luck. And a lot of people would never tell you that. You might talk to 100 YouTube educators and only five of them tell you that. But you know what? With my audience, with my guests and people that I talk to, I want to be transparent and I want to be real. Yeah, 80%, 70% may be algorithm and SEO-y kind of things. But at the end of the day, there's probably 15 to 25% of what goes on on YouTube as far as getting ranked uh, you know, in the, on the top page of YouTube. It's just luck. Like, you know, did you put the right words at the right time? Did you hit a topic at a time when it was very much talked about? Um, did your thumbnail stick out to people in the first 24 hours so it got clicked on, uh, you know, hundreds or thousands of times, which boosted your video to the top of the search pages? There's a number of things that can happen. But if people want to be successful on YouTube, they really have to be consistent. They have to be persistent and they have to create quality content. Going back. I, I always joke. Going back to what you were saying to uh to the ladies our bloggers that are that are uh, that want to get into it you got to commit just commit i you call it luck i think it's the youtube gods in all honesty that's, that's what it may be it may be <laughs> well i say 
what I say to my social media trainees, because I do some training, is um, there is no God, there is a new God, and that is algorithms. We all worship them now. That is it. <laughs> yep, the old, the old algorithm, I'm telling you guys. It's one of those things that's, uh, that's an egg that will always be trying to be cracked, for sure. Yeah, but the rule of the internet has been since year dot, as you've already said, fresh content, new content. And I think that is a great challenge to set, you know, ourselves as bloggers, as creators, as vloggers. You know, we need to always think about what does the world not already know? You know, what what do we all want to benefit from? Because otherwise we can get complacent. Yep. Absolutely. Great point. Now, Dusty, we end each episode, just as we start each episode with the same question, we end each episode with a little challenge. Um, so I think specifically speaking to the ladies in our community that either are considering to get into video work or have kind of put their toe a little bit in the water and are kind of unsure, can you come up with a challenge or a few little challenges that they can do immediately to kind of help push them forward into that space? Sure. So here's what I tell people. It's very simple, very quick. Um, sit down and write down on a piece of paper the times of the week that you're the, the least busy and you're going to have an open time slot. Go ahead and decide for yourself. Are you going to upload once a week, twice a week, or three times a week? And once you've decided upon that, stick to that for three months and then reevaluate. So what I mean by that is for three months, if you're going to upload every Monday and Friday, if you're a, a, a mother, a mommy blogger, or whatever you want to call yourself, uh, upload every Monday, every Friday. Do not miss a Monday or a Friday. Somewhere on your channel, make sure you advertise that every Monday you're going to get this type of video and every Friday you're going to get this type of video. So for three months, that's for you know roughly about 12 weeks, you're going to be uploading 22 for some odd videos, maybe more if you want to get a little crazy, but stay consistent, create quality content, really put some time and effort into it. After the three months is over, come back to me, email me, dusty at youtubecreatorshub.com, and let me know what the results were. I promise you, you're going to see success. If anything, you're going to get better at doing videos because you've done 24 of them, and that's it. That's simple. So at the end of the day, when it comes to getting better or growing your YouTube channel, you've got to start. You've got to do it. Do that challenge, and I promise you, you will not regret it. That is amazing. And that is a challenge. We always start our challenges with grab a piece of paper because, you know, that's that's where it starts really, isn't it? Sort of a kernel of an idea and, um, and then the commitment after that. So, well, that's been like an amazing episode I've learned so much we've learned so much and I know that our listeners will have um just taken so much away from that and and your challenge is something that I think both me and Kirby will urge everyone to do yeah and where can people find you what are the urls that people can find you online Dusty so I think for the purposes of this interview, definitely go check me out at the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. You can go to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and search for YouTube Creators Hub or Dusty Porter. You can find me that way as well. Uh, you can find my uh, YouTube channel, Technology Guru, and then my other podcast called Two Buddy Express. You can find that on all of the podcast players as well. Check out our website, www.youtubecreatorshub.com. All of my interviews are over there. And over on that website, I actually have a section called YouTube Resources and uh, YouTube for Beginners, and I have 
have about 15 to 20, uh, uh, basically, I call them blog posts, of basically different tutorials to get you started. I have some similar uh, to what we talked about in today's episodes. I have some like YouTube Annotations 101, how to embed YouTube videos, how to monetize YouTube videos. So all of the basics and simple simple things that you can do as a creator, I have some really nice written out blog posts on how to do that as well. And uh, guys, uh, Claire, Kirby, thank you so much for having me uh, on this podcast. And, and what a joy it's been to talk to you guys. And uh, it's been so much fun. Well, thank you very much. We've enjoyed having you on the show. Um, and that is goodbye from us. Bye. Goodbye from... Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.